Tres Casas had never really seemed like home to Brennan. Now, as he stepped out on the wooden sidewalk, he felt again that sense of unease. Tucked up in the hills of northern New Mexico, near the Colorado border, Tres Casas was a town trying to decide if it wanted to be a sleepy Spanish village or a rip-roaring mine supply camp. Brennan didn't know the answer, but he knew it was time for him to change the direction of his life. The wedding would mark the end and the beginning. April rains still puddled the main street, and Brandon chose his steps carefully as he crossed it and turned toward the church. Without thinking, he pulled out his pocket watch and glanced at the time. Suddenly, he stopped and flipped open the watch again. Three o'clock, he mumbled. It can't still be... Sheriff? He turned to see Harvey Lloyd Sanger and his wife Loretta scurry to his side. "'Sheriff?' Loretta scolded. "'It's 3.30 p.m. You'll have Velvet worried sick if you don't get down to that church.' "'Yes, ma'am. 3.30, you say. Well, I guess my watch stopped. Uh, tell her I'm on my way. I'll just check on the jail.' He tipped his hat to Mrs. Sanger. "'Well,' she added, "'they can't get started without you.' Brandon reset his watch and glanced up and down the street as he passed in front of the mercantile. By nightfall, this town will be crowded with cowboys, miners, and drifters. This wedding will be nothing but a memory. He could see up the street the crowd of buggies, people, and horses around the church. We haven't had this much excitement since that politician passed out free watermelons. Brandon pushed the unlocked office door open with his right boot and glanced across the darkened room towards the two jail cells. Keo! Keo! Is that you in there? He shouted at the older man, roped and gagged in the first cell. He stomped over to the iron gate, fumbled to open it with his key, then knelt down to untie his part-time deputy, Keo Thane. They snuck up on me, Stuart, they did. Two of them. There's two of them. One short and skinny, and the other maybe a Mexican, you know, sort of dark. They pulled Skinner and Eureka out of the cell, tied me up, and ran out the back door like they's being chased. How long ago? Brandon finished untying his deputy's feet. Not more than ten minutes, I expect, Keogh reported. Why would anyone want to bust out Skinner and Eureka? They were only in here until tomorrow anyway. What do you want me to do? Keo asked. Shall I go get Fletcher? Brandon tugged at his tie and stepped back out into the office. No, no, he's down at the church already. I'm sure they've already drifted out of town. Uh, they're not worth following. Busting the mirror at the lavender slipper isn't cause to form a posse over. He pushed his hat to the back of his head. Listen, scoot down to the church and tell Fletcher what happened. I'm going to make one round to see that everything's quiet. I'll be there before four o'clock. Weddings never start on time anyway. Tell Fletcher to calm the bride down. That's what a best man's supposed to do, isn't it? You're the one in the wedding, not me, Keogh laughed. Do you mind if I just stay down there and watch the proceedings myself? Tain't every day that the sheriff of Trace Cassis goes parading around all slickered up like that. That's fine. I'll be right there. Brannon unlocked the gun case and grabbed his Winchester. I'm not going to carry a rifle to the wedding. He replaced the gun, turned on his heel, and left the office. That's a trouble with his job.
Brandon gazed at the street once more. There's never any time off. He walked quickly to the corner and turned down Trotter's Gulch Road. One by one he pushed open the front doors and gazed into the dark, smoke-filled saloons and gaming rooms. Most were quiet, almost empty. Just waiting until dark to really break loose. He crossed the street, this time having little regard for the mud that now clung to his boots. The cat's claw had only one chuckaluck game going. At Jim Boy's, a sleepy poker game yawned away in the corner. The girls at Paris Pierre's hung laundry from the balcony. O'Neill's cowboy tavern's bartender slept out front. Brannon decided to check the lavender slipper and then go to the wedding. He glanced at his watch. It was 3.40. Before he shoved the door open, the declining sunlight bounced off one of the...